0: Hi, I'm Anderson Silver, author of the book series, Stoicism for a Better Life. Life is difficult, isn't it? And in today's hyper-connected modern day, it just seems like it's harder than ever before. Doesn't it? Well, I'm here to tell you that it really doesn't have to be that way. With a little help and guidance from our ancient Stoic philosophers, you really can attain an anxiety-free and purposeful life. How do I know? Well. I'm one such person who turned his life around, and I'm here to share some of that ancient wisdom with you. This is Stoicism for a Better Life. Hey guys! Can I have a heart-to-heart with you for just one moment? Come on a little closer. Let me tell you a secret. I love doing this. I love writing books. I love writing articles. I love making podcast episodes. Why, you ask? Because on a daily basis, I get so many messages from followers and readers and listeners with testimonials on how much my little bitty podcast or my little bitty article helped them and try and make some type of sense of their day. And why is that important, you say? Because as a full-time stoic practitioner, working towards the betterment of humanity is right at the top of my necessities. If you don't remember what necessities are and why they're crucial to a peaceful and purposeful life, I urge you to go back and reread the first book in the Stoicism for a Better Life series. Now, if you really hate me and don't want to buy my books... (laughs) uh, Look, if you don't have the books, uh, here's what necessities mean and why they're so important to you. You see, just like you have physical necessities i.e. drink water, eat food, get some rest, so does your consciousness or spirit have necessities. These spiritual necessities give you a purpose in life, and this purpose is the most important first step to a tranquil life. As I often like to quote Captain Mustachio, or more commonly as he's known, Frederick Nietzsche, one who has a why can endure any how." Now, I have found my why, it is in doing this work. It is in meeting my every commitment in the human society, i.e. that of being a father and husband and provider, and in spending the rest of my time in the human community, that is, to help make the world a better place. If you think I'm doing a good job and encourage me to do more of it, do consider going by patreon.com slash And with each new patron I get, I'm able to shift another hour from my work in the human society to my work in the human community. Also, you can help me by just talking about my work. The books, the website, the articles, the podcasts. Just bring it up. Mention it on your favorite social media platform. The thing is, if you're enjoying this work, then think about the other people out there who would enjoy the work and benefit from it but how can they benefit from it if they don't even know it exists? And this, my friends, is where you can help me out. You can help me bridge the gap between the people out there who want this type of content, and little old me who wants my content to reach the listening ears of other human beings like you and me who are asking similar existential questions. So swing by patreon.com slash Anderson contribute what you can, and spread the word about the work your good old pal Anderson's doing, okay? (laughs) Alright. With that in mind, I want to seek some inspiration for this exercise from one of the most selfless ancient Stoic philosophers there ever was. I'm talking about, of course, Marcus Aurelius. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute here, Anderson. How can you become an emperor if you're a selfless person? It seems like a oxymoron, doesn't it? Well, you see, Marcus Aurelius wasn't born to be an emperor. In fact, he was adopted. Moreover, he was not a sole ruler. He ruled in tandem with his brother. All of this was part of an effort in instilling a culture of ruling for the people, truly, truly for the people during the Antoninus era. And this tradition would have continued if a long series of unfortunate events didn't force Marcus's hand to appoint his only remaining son as Emperor. And of course, as benevolent and selflessly focused on his people as Marcus Aurelius was... Commodus. Commodus who took over was one of the most selfish and egotistical rulers to have ever governed Rome. Commodus was notoriously one of Rome's worst emperors. I mean His father died fighting the Germanic tribes, right? Okay, he didn't die in battle, but he was at the front lines and he was with his troops all the way till the end. Now what did Commodus do? His first act when he took over as Emperor is he gave all the money designated to be paid to the legions that have been fighting the Germanic tribes for years. He took this money and he gave it to the Germanic tribes and sold out his troops because all Commodus wanted to do was go back to Rome and party. Hence the 100 days of games when he got back to Rome. He sold out his troops on the northern border and spat on his father's legacy. All within 24 hours of becoming emperor. I personally carry a coin. It commemorates both Marcus Aurelius and Commodus on opposing faces of the coin itself. And this is a reminder to me of the duality within between the selfish and primitive body that's constantly fighting and arguing with my rational mind that has the capacity for goodness. Let's reflect on this a little bit more with a quote from the Emperor's own journal. This is from his Meditations twenty-three-one. First, tell yourself what kind of person you want to be. Then, do what you have to do. For in nearly every pursuit, we see this to be the case. Those in athletic pursuits, first choose the sport they want, and then do that work the formula our ancient guides give us to follow is pretty straightforward one decide how you want to live and two, live that way end of lesson (laughs) I wish it was that simple Uh, live that way it's a simple concept but hard to do look our perception and principles which we are all trying to learn determine how we want to be but once you know what is important and what is right just go out there and be it and do it stop wishing you were virtuous instead act like it so let us waste no more time with words and just get to it then for this exercise decide what virtue is for you tangibly but be realistic and choose just one or two things and then just go and do it no excuses Just do what you know to be good, again and again, as often as you can. As Masonius Rufus says time and time again, philosophy is to put into practice sound teachings, not to recite said teachings. And yes, (laughs) I totally see the irony of sitting here and preaching quotes from our ancient guides. (laughs) But I'd like to think we're doing a little bit more than just reciting quotes here. I'd like to think that if Masonius Rufus were participating in this or watching us, he'd be proud of us as good Stoics who are just trying to become better people to help make the world a better place, one moment, one decision at a time. As always, much love to you all. I wish you a wise, tranquil, and productive week. And do reach out to me. You know where to find me. Talk to you next time. Remember, virtue is not about perfection, but about trying your best. No matter how big or small that effort might be, just keep working and improving yourself. And by definition, you will be virtuous. Swing by my brand new webpage at StoicismForABetterLife.com and get access to tons of exercises and other content to help you in your journey of self-improvement. It's all free and made possible by listeners who generously support me on Patreon. I wish you all a productive and tranquil week. And remember my friends, we're all in it together and we're all rooting for each other.